Hello, everybody. I'm Derek. I'm Blake. I'm Alex. And welcome to One Hour One-Offs. Every episode, we will pit a DM versus a player in an epic duel. The DM must create a one-off campaign designed for a single player that takes one real-life hour to complete. At the end of that hour, no matter what, the session is over, and a winner is determined. We have a rotation of DMs and players, as well as settings and systems set up to keep each episode fresh and exciting. So without further ado, welcome to, to One Hour One Us. All right, I'm I'm calling it in for the first time. Stop talking. <laughs> All right, everybody, and welcome back to One Hour One Offs. I am your DM for today. It's me, Derek, and I am your player for today. It is me, Blake, and I'm replacing Alex. It's uh, me, Steve. Yes, everyone, please give a round of applause to Steve as we welcome him to the show. And to get right into the details about the setting. All right, so. I'm just really excited to be is... here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right, so this is another pretty generic fantasy setting um, ghosts, goblins, kobolds, orcs, oh my. that kind of thing. <laughs> but this one is perhaps a bit more high magic than your standard 5e campaign, for those of you who have a feeling for what that is. And magic items are somewhat more pervasive in the world and a part of everyone's lifestyle. All right, um, I am Apocthes, a level 11 half-orc barbarian. Like violence and other tests of might, dislike... Mm, Idleness, probably. Mm. Let's see. Fear, dishonor. Is, given that he's a half-orc, he has always greatly feared the idea of shaming himself further than his birth already has. Oof. Goal, uh, further proving his strength and martial worth. All right. Perfect. And with that, we are ready to begin. Okay. The high priest raises his hands, and together you bask in the roar of the crowd. Goblins and lizard folk, kobolds and all, we welcome you today to the Julian Kester Lockerbie Coster William Charity Livestream. You're bathed in a column of light as he asks the one and only question on the script. And now you, aspirant, Please, tell us about the cause you've chosen to support with today's Acts of Daring Do. cause that I have chosen to support is the Wounded Warriors Fund. I hate the idea of the wounded simply getting off easy. They should be rehabilitated and sent back out into the field as soon as possible. Woo! I see, I see. That sounds like a bloody good cause if you ask me. As a reminder to the audience, and to you, if you fail to raise your stated goal of 5,000 gold pieces by the end of your journey, we'll throw you into the volcano as well, and the demons will take the pot. He pauses for a moment, depositing the volcano ball in your hand. A visible eye flies in from the edges of the platform to focus on your face. Do you do anything? Heft the volcano ball, try to get a feel for its 
wait, how much it'll hinder me, and whatever task awaits. All right, all right. Anything for the eye to focus in on, or are you going to take this time to familiarize yourself? I'm just going to take the time for the... I'm just going to take the time to familiarize myself with what I'm carrying. All right. You judge it to be maybe about 10 pounds, and having taken this time, you feel pretty confident in your ability to throw it up to a distance of, say, 100 meters. All right. Okay. So he looks up from his tablet and favors you with a wild grin, and he says, Hey, not bad. You've already got... 700. 700 gold coming in. You'll get another update at the halfway point of your trip. Anyways, it's time for you to put your life on the line and the gold on the gunnels, because it's time to sail. And the curtains behind you swish open. There's a small wooden boat with a single oar on the quayside. In the distance, the volcano bouches smoke from the heart of its island. All right, I'm going to take off at a run jump into the boat to start it with some momentum and immediately start rowing as swiftly and forcefully as I can. All right. You want to make me an athletics check to really stick that landing? Oh, you bet your ass I do. Let's see. 18 plus 9, <laughs> All right. Yeah, you managed to work like a perfect backflip into there, too, and you land in the boat with enough force that it starts out at a steady nodding rowing out over the water as quickly as you can. Blake, what's your passive perception? 14. All right. As you're rowing, you're also taking... What are you looking at? Uh, I am looking straight ahead at the volcano. All right. As your sharp vision hones in on the island, you notice a small brown shape issue forth from it, cutting towards the waves towards you. It's getting a bit closer. Do you want to scrutinize it? Or do you want to look at the clouds, look in the sea? What's up? I will give the oar one last good heave, put it down in the boat, stand up, draw my berserker's axe, and howl furiously at it. All right, you, you see this like bobbing form in the waves come to a halt roughly 200 feet away from the boat. Uh, you can just manage to make out uh, ch the chiseled physique of a sparrow with the head of a man paddling, paddling, bobbing in the water. And then you hear singing. More specifically, it sounds kind of like Alex scatting jazz. <laughs> Alright, please make me a DC 14 wisdom save. Oh, that's a 10. Okay. Allured by the sound of this sparrow man's song, you step off the boat and spend... Alright, do you have a swim speed? Um, I do not see one. Alright, what's your movement? Uh, 40. Alright, you manage to swim a good 20 feet out into the water before you manage to feel a ripple in the current and a massive shark blindsides you out of the water. Okay, um, I... Yeah, I've, do you want sorry, do you want to make me a deck save to try to mitigate that? Could I instead make a strength save so that I can use its own momentum against it and just slam the fucker back down? 
you'd have to make me a hell of a strength save, but go for it. Done. <laughs> that 20, bitch! Alright, you just... <laughs> Alright, you just barely managed to notice the shark coming up on you, and the song's still going, you're still swimming, but you manage the coherence to kind of plant your foot right in its face as it's breaching the sea, and standing on top of it, you lean down, heft it up, and do an absolutely absurd suplex and slam it straight down, you said? Yeah. Right. You hurl it right back into the sea, and it plunges a good... 10, 20, 30 feet into the waves. It stays. Make me a wisdom check with advantage from the adrenaline rushing through your blood. Wisdom save, sorry. Uh, 15. Okay, good enough. The threat to your life is enough to snap you out of it, and you are no longer compelled to make your way out to the sparrow, the siren. Remembering the task at hand and determined not to fail or shame myself, I swim back to the boat and continue rowing towards the island. Alright, yeah, you progress on your journey. Uh, the sparrow siren makes one last attempt. It's very handsome at alluring you with its song, but you are immune to that effect now. And eventually it turns around and begins to paddle its own path back towards the island. You come up onto the beach with no problem, and you find a dense, dense jungle and a path leading into its heart. Not to be deterred, I gather the orb in one hand, heft my axe, making sure the chain binding my wrist to it is nice and taut, and continue on down the path. Okay. Are you, are you running? Are you jogging? Are you scanning for traps? What's up? I am jogging. All right. You, as you are jogging along, you do manage to notice an indentation in the path ahead of you. Uh, you're clever enough to deduce fairly reasonably that it's probably a pit trap spanning the entire width of the path that you are on. It's maybe 20 feet across from this side to the other. Alright, so I'm just going to back up a few paces. And then, I didn't mention this, but each of my sandals is magical and weighted at 15 kilograms. Okay. So I'm going to slip both of those off for more maneuverability and try to just run headlong and power leap my way over the pit. Okay. Uh, do note to the audience that this is going to be an impressive jump, but it's not going to show them much of anything. Are you going to do anything to indicate the presence of the pit at all, or will you just be making your inexplicable leap? Oh, that's a good point, actually. I'm... No, I'm going to throw one of my sandals at the covering. Alright, as your abnormally heavy sandal plunks down on top, a bunch of fronds covered in sand do fall into a pit, revealing a trap that's a good 20 feet deep, filled with long, sharp spire spikes. A visible eye zooms in from the side of the track and flies through the spikes at high speed like it's touring a canyon. Your sandal's at the bottom. I figured. I, I, don't, I won't be needing that pack. Alright, so now you've got a 20-foot pit trap exposed on the path ahead of you. Yep. What's up? Um, I'm going to 
make sure the chain is bound tight to my axe in case I need to use it as an airsats grappling hook in case of emergency, and just try to run and long jump my ass over it. There's no way he makes it. Okay, just to clarify, what's the chain attached to right now? Is it still on the orb and your axe as well? I have the orb under my left arm, and the chain connects my right wrist to my great axe. Alright, roll me athletics, please. Uh, 15. Look at that leap! <laughs> yeah, you clear that trap, no problem. And... If, if we've got any fans nitpicking the long jump, I know that a running head up of 10 feet is going to give you like 10 plus your strength ability score, but it's fine. This is cooler. You clear the pit. Uh, later footage will show like a slow motion clear and the sand like spraying up from the ground as you depart. You land on the other side. The path continues. I continue jogging and now that my sandals are gone, I pick up my pace a little. All right. You're booking it down the corridor when you notice a temple looming up ahead in the distance. Up in front of it stands a single goblin guard. Uh, he's wearing like a wooden mask. It's got like paint all around it. The guy is standing there with a scimitar in his hand and a short bow on his back. And as you approach, you see him kneel down and take aim at you and let fly. Can I get initiative, please? Yes. Another nat 20. <laughs> that's 22. <laughs> the crowd goes wild! Okay, that's how high speed. I'm rolling my own as well. Alright, so this attack is still going to come at you. You're kidding. Okay, with initiative 20, I'll let you make an attack against the arrow to cut it out of the air. Alright, yep. That's just going to be a regular attack? Yep. Uh, 25. Alright, the goblin actually did roll a 17, plus 4 is 21. So you are going to overcome that, and in a feat of incredible skill, split that arrow down the middle. And the two halves will sail past you. <laughs> I... And, mm -hmm. I let loose a bellow of triumphant rage. I will be raging, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I'm just going to charge the fucker down with my axe and a yeah, I will drop the orb in the sand where I was standing, all with intent to pick it up after this one is dealt with. Okay. Take my axe in a two-handed grip and just charge him down. Okay. Uh, the goblin is 50 feet away, but I think orcs get something that lets them close that distance, is that right? I believe so. Right, yeah, we'll say you run up and still can make whatever attacks you desire. Let's see. Alright, that is 23 to hit. Yes, that will connect. Please, roll damage. Let's see here. So, that's d12 for great axe, but it's a berserker axe, so that's an additional... Oh shit, that's plus one to hit, never mind. Uh, so, definitely hit still. Um, <laughs> plus one damage, plus three from, rain, from rage means that's 13 damage. Alright. 13 damage is going to let you split this goblin right down the middle, and the two halves of it will peel away from the side of your axe and fall to the ground in twain. You notice a 
concerned rustling in the bushes. Not concerning, concerned. (laughs) (laughs) I round on the bushes and let loose another bellow of rage. Whatever you are, I challenge you. Face me in combat. Right. There's like another rustling from the bushes. And do you happen to know Goblin? I do not. Alright, you just hear something sort of chittering, and then out from the bushes sails two scimitars and two short bows, along with two quivers shortly after, and you notice the rustling moving away. (laughs) Alright, you're alone with the temple entrance. Cowards! I snarl, go back, pick up the orb, and go into the temple. Okay. As you are walking down the long, dark hallways of the temple, you notice carvings on the walls. It's pretty ornate, and eventually you do come to a pit filled with venomous snakes. How long across? 60 feet. Do you have dark vision? You do. And you can also see a thin vine tightrope stretching across it. Well, don't like, don't much like my chances on a tightrope. What does the wall- He is way too heavy! What does the wall around- I assume there are walls around the pit? Yes, there are. You're indoors. What do they look like? Right, leaning in, you see uh, petroglyphs that you absolutely wouldn't know how to read, because they're like corporate stuff made up by the sponsors of this event. And uh, little carvings that seem to suggest to you that a humanoid bitten by the snakes will cease living in short order. Are there any handholds of any kind along these walls? The handholds are just detailed enough that you could probably use them to get across, but it would be a very near thing. The carvings is what he's. Oh yeah, sorry. To say. All right. So what I'm gonna do. I also haven't mentioned this. I have an immovable rod on me. Ooh, very good pick. Go on. So I'm going to set that down at around the same level as where I assume the walkway I'm on ends and transitions into this pit. Mm I'm going to set that there as a foothold. Grab my hands onto the walls, put my feet on the rod, shimmy to the end of the rod, and then hang on with one hand, grab the rod, move it over to the edge of my feet real quick, lock it again, and proceed along the side of the wall that way. Um, Alright, this is going to be a kind of like slow but steady progress. Can you roll me, we're going to say athletics again, to kind of monkey bar your way across. 25. <laughs> Jesus. I rolled a 16, I've got 5 strength and 4 in proficiency, or bonus of 5 strength, I have 20 strength. Okay, yeah, you're making your way across the 60 feet, the snakes at the bottom coil, hiss, they sound pretty menacing. The visible eye is like zipping around you trying to make it look cool. Do you have any like acrobatic tricks that you want to attempt or are you just gonna continue in your single-minded determination. I mean, I'll be putting as much force into my fingertips as I can, so I'm hoping 
to give the audience a nice display of strength by cracking the petroglyphs in some places. All right, yeah, as you're swinging across, you are also slamming your hand into the glyphs and cratering. Actually, no, we're going to have you check that as well. Make me a raw strength check this time. All right. Uh, 18 plus 5, 23. Yeah, no, you're definitely cratering the walls as you go, and bits of rubble and dust are falling down into the snake pit. You're pretty sure that, like, you see one of the larger chunks knock a snake out. Possibly kill it, even. Nice! <laughs> yep. You swing across to the other side and land once again on the ground. I take the rod back with me and continue on my way. Okay. You're continuing down the corridor and... At the entrance to yet another hallway rests a plinth with a shiny golden cube on top. It lifts off the platform and produces the High Priest's voice. Hello again, celebrant. Allow me to welcome you to the halfway horde count. You currently have... 2,240. 2,240 gold pieces. Not bad. You're almost through the temple now. There's just two hallways left. Perhaps it's time to sprint towards the finish. For now, is there anything you want to say to the audience? I just heft my axe above my head and give a triumphant wordless war bellow. Alright. Roll me performance strength, please. Eight. <laughs> okay, you roar, but you've done a lot of roaring recently, and it kind of catches in your throat, and you sputter a bit as it dies out. I grunt and sprint on through the hallway. <laughs> Alright, you abandon the scene of your humiliation, and continue down the hallway, and... As you're approaching this one, you notice that it's just like a solid square wall at the end, with a peculiar contraption in front of it. I approach the contraption. Alright, this contraption is made up of three rods stuck in the ground. On the left, you've got a rod with eight rings of decreasing size from the bottom up, stacked on top of it. And the circle around the base has a red mark on it. The one rod in the middle is empty, and the rod on the right has a green circle painted onto the ground beneath it. I kick the middle rod. There'll be a picture of this puzzle on our social media, by the way. Alright, uh, you kick the middle rod. It's reinforced. Doesn't break. I grunt unamused and attempt to heft all of the rings off of the left rod. It's incredibly heavy. Make me a strength check. Ah, pure strength? Hmm. We'll say... I think this would be athletics. Yes, I agree. Athletics is fine. That is a 19. 19. Alright, no, that's not going to budge all of them. You can't quite manage it. Is there any evidence that he like started to lift them at all, or do they? Does he just strain against them? Mm, like the entire stack from the bottom, like kind of tilts upwards, you know, just barely off mm. of the ground. But then the force is too much, and you have to like rip your fingers out of there before they get crushed. But it makes like a nice big puff of dust. Absolutely. I loosen up my shoulders, clap my hands together, and. 
unwilling to be deterred, try again. Okay, make me another athletics check with disadvantage because you just put your back into it. That being said, I think you get, like, plus one or two because angry orc failing at strength task. Sounds good to me. Let's call it plus two. Uh... I rolled 11 both times, so that's 22. <laughs> 22 is going to do it, and you do grit your teeth, and uh, there's a squelching sound, like a porthole unsealing, and suddenly there's no resistance at all, and all of the discs fly up in your hands, and they kind of fly off the rod and go scattering willy-nilly, rolling around, none of them break. I gather them up and... I guess put them on the right rod. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you know what order they'd be in, so you manage it. Oh, actually, no. What order are they in, Blake, Mr. Orc? Smallest to largest, smallest on the bottom. That is not going to do it. They sit on the rod. Angry. I'm going to lift them up, invert them, and then put them that way. <laughs> All right. Are you making a show of this, or are you just so done with it at this point that it's a simple, efficient flip? I'll make a bit of a show of it. Alright, we're gonna do performance strength again. Ah, die keeps falling off my desk. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, 15. Alright, yeah, there's a pretty convincing, satisfying cloud of dust as you slam all the rings straight back down as one. And there's an answering puff of dust from the wall in front of you as it cracks down the middle and slides to the sides. The way forward is open. Grab up the orb and charge through it. Okay. So you are sprinting, correct? Not sprinting. More faster than a jog, but not quite a sprint. Faster than a jog, but not a sprint. Okay. I'm going to take like two away from your passive perception for that. Yeah? Alright. Uh, I honestly think three. Okay, I deduct three from your passive perception for it. As you turn the corner and run down yet another long hallway, there's a click in the ceiling, and suddenly spears begin to rain down from just behind you, stabbing deep into the ground. Please, make me a dex save. Sixteen. Okay. Some of the spears are going to catch you, but you manage to twist the bulk of your body out of the way. And you are going to, in the process, take half of 26 is 13, 13 piercing damage. They have you pinned to the ground for a moment, but the mechanism doesn't manage to spear you, you know, all the way through, which is nice. And after a moment, it retreats back up into the ceiling. Uh, looking down at the ground, you realize you're depressing, like, uh, like rel relatively large square tile enough to like hold both your feet and that this entire corridor is made of such square tiles Is there a way I, I assume there are gaps between these tiles? Um, no, 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 it's pretty thin and they're like tiled right next to one another The corridor is pretty thin you say the corridor is wide but the gap between the tiles is thin Like there's no patch of bare ground it's one tile after another. Alright, um, in that case, I guess I'm just gonna 
try to leap from one to the other and hope I get through the hall before, like, jump out of this one onto the next one. As it starts to sink, I jump to the next one and hope to power through fast enough to avoid the trap as I spring the mechanism. All right. You're three tiles away from the end, so that's going to be three dex saves in a row. Dex? I don't know. I pictured this more as strength. Can I get a? Can I first get a quick description of you, like, acknowledging and dressing your wound? Yeah. So I have an explorer's pack on me. I just take some of the hemp and rope in that and wind it around the wounds, pull the rope off at the end, flex the area where the wound was, figure it's good enough, put the rope back in the pack, shoulder it, and prepare to move on. Very cool. Yeah, binding injuries with a rope. Very gory. Very brutal. Mm -hmm. It's good. Alright, so my reasoning for it being dex is that you're still trying to avoid the damage from the spear traps because they're inevitably coming down from on top of you, especially because you're like sticking the landing each time with your big leaps, you know? You're like leaping over a tile in between. Yeah, alright. Three dex saving throws, you said? Indeed. Let's see. Twelve. Twenty-two. Nat twenty on that one. And 13. Okay, so altogether that is going to be... Lots. 24, 7, and 22 damage onto you from piercing, and then you collapse at the end of the hallway, assuming you have the HP for it. 24, 7, and 22. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be 63. Sounds good to me. Alright, I do have the HP for that. Alright, and... Are you below half health? Yes. All right. Blood pours liberally from your wounds then. Quite the feat of athleticism, though. You notice like multiple visible eyes fly in from the edges of the corridor again to zoom in and get like a good look at all your wounds. And I, I think the, the eye is like following him in like steady cam as he makes each leap. So the perspective of him stays the same throughout it, but like the background and the spikes all move. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just going to shred the Explorer's pack, mm -hmm. leaving all the contents, and use the ripped pieces of fabric along with some rope to create really rough bandages for myself. Okay. As you bandage yourself and the spears settle in their berths, you can look towards the end of the hallway, where natural light shines down as the jungle's buzz greets you once more. Heft up the orb and charge headlong into the jungle. Okay. Yeah. Soon you come to the base of the volcano. There's a winding, rocky path rife with switchbacks leading up to the volcano's summit. It rumbles. The mountain, that is. Path with switchbacks. Honestly, fuck the switchbacks. I'm just gonna climb up the mountain face. Alright, it is really steep. I've done it before. In my... One of the feats of strength I embarked upon to prove my worth was scaling a crag freehand. Okay. Do you have... I suppose this is going to be freehand as well? No tools? Um, no, I think as I... Well, how, how much space between the switchbacks? Uh, it's varied. 
At worst, there's like a 40 foot drop from one switch back to the one beneath it. At best, it's like 20 feet. Okay, yeah, then I'll just use my chain because since you said minor magic items are common, it is of adjustable length mm -hmm. to some degree as a rough grappling hook with my axe to help me up in places where it might look just ungodly. Okay, make me an athletics check with advantage. 23. All right, I'm going to divide that by five, round down, and you make it up four entire switchbacks. You're maybe halfway up the mountain, and then an earthquake strikes. At this point, you are just managing to pull yourself up onto one of the switchbacks, so it's not a worst case scenario. But you do look up and notice a boulder coming down the mountain side towards you. In a similar feat of strength, I once cracked open a geode with nothing but my forehead. So I brace myself hard against the trail, raise my axe, and prepare to meet the boulder head on in hopes of splitting it down the middle. Okay, I'm gonna give you. Well, make your attack roll, please. With advantage. Let's see. <laughs> Glad I have advantage. Uh, that is 25. 25? Okay, that's like 15 points over this boulder's AC, so I'm going to call it a crit, and you may roll damage against that. Uh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 10. 10 damage altogether. Alright. Do you have... Level 11 barbarians should have 3 attacks, isn't it? Two. Two. All right. Make your second swipe back across, please. Same conditions. Including... It makes more narrative sense for this to be, like, all of his strength channeled into yeah, a single attack. Yeah, of course. But... All right, so does that include to hit, I assume? Mm-hmm. Still with advantage? Yeah. Ah, that, okay. <laughs> First roll for that came up a three. I'm glad I have advantage. <laughs> 26. All right. Damage for this one as well? Nine. All right. 19 is going to deal significant damage to it. A crack opens up down the middle, but it's going to barrel past that and slam into you for two-year rushing, and your choice of a strength or a dex save from falling off the side of the cliff. Definitely strength. Okay, please. See, that is a 21. All right, you take 10 bludgeoning from the boulder as it bounces off of you and is lost in the jungle, but you do hold your ground, keep your stance, and do not get knocked off the cliffside. Yeah, um, I will continue my climb then. Okay, you are climbing up the mountain and you're nearly at the summit. You're painfully close, in fact. It feels like you're baking from the outside in as the air ripples with heat. You're, you're about 150 meters from the caldera's edge when a whirl of flame shoots up out of the inside of the volcano and comes to a burning halt a meter from where you stand. It warbles at you in the Ichnan tongue. Um, I'm going to take a couple steps back and attempt to shot put the orb into the volcano. All right. Uh, you did take a moment to 
judge the weight of the ball at the beginning. So we're going to call this an improvised thrown weapon in which you have proficiency. All right. Is this going to be strength? Yes, thrown is strength. Let's see here. Ah, desk. Stop being annoying. Okay, uh, 23. 23. All right. The flame spirit is going to get in the way of you and try to block this, but you heft back and you propel it with enough strength to just breach the body of the fire elemental. Because, you know, it's made of fire. And the orb sails, glowing molten gold past it through the air and plops into the volcano caldera. Presumably there's one of the eyes following me. Oh, absolutely. I turn towards it, raise my arms up, and bellow loudly with exultation and triumph. Behind you, the flame spirit dissolves away into tiny embers as the eye zooms in on your grandiose posture. And scene! The high priest's voice bellows out once again from all around you. Now let's see how you did! Alright, you managed to earn yourself 4,540 gold in your quest. The visible eyes are booting down, rolling down the cliffside towards where set hands will later retrieve them. You've lost, I'm afraid. You made a good show of it. There was plenty of gore. But alas, it looks like the demons are taking the pot this time. You've got about six seconds until the curtains fall. There's one final eye hovering in, waiting for your expression. I take my axe to the eye. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you cleave it in half. Uh -huh. I, I want to say... Can, can I, can I, so I think, I think the final shot of this one-off is the axe blade just coming towards this camera eye and exactly. cutting to black. That's exactly how this episode of the William Charity livestream ends. Yes. <laughs> okay. And scene. That's the one-off right there. For those who couldn't tell, Alex was playing the role of judge. And I think from here, we cut and move into post. Uh, well, first, you have to announce whether or not Blake... Oh, I mean, I guess we kind of went over it. Yeah, Blake did not hit yeah, the... No, uh, he, he does get, like, another 200 gold. gold for splitting the eye, but that is just barely short. I... I was thinking that, yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Next episode will be Blake DMing for Alex, and the system will be Vampire the Masquerade. Don't forget to tune into the post-show, and see you all next time.